Good morning. Today is Tuesday, the 21st of May, 2019. Our readings for today are Psalms 61 and 62, Wisdom of Solomon, chapter 10, verses 1 through 4, with an optional 5 through 12, and 13 through 21, Romans 12, 1 through 21, and the Gospel of Luke 8, 1 through 15. We're going to continue praying prayers of healing and restoration in this time, and I ask for those of you that are so inclined to pray for some unnamed prayers that I'm going to pause and pray in the beginning or in the middle of our time together today. Um, For healing and for families and for communities, I think that there's a great need for that. My son and I have been talking over a couple of nights about persevering in prayer. He's he's 13, if you don't know us personally, and he's like... Uh, why are we praying for the same person over and over again and for the same thing? It's, it's a healing prayer for a friend of ours that's sick. And, um, it's like, can't you just like pray that once? Like, what good is this doing? You know? And I've raised him to question, you know, I think questioning is healthy and it helps you reach your own understanding and your own truth. And, um, I was trying to explain to him my perspective on, persevering in prayer and it's a little tough especially you know of course we're having this conversation at like bedtime and we're both exhausted right but I think that when we persevere in prayer we basically keep praying into a prayer that that the Holy Spirit has laid on our hearts and and is then you know coming forth from our lips until our eyes are open to the response until we recognize the response. I'm trying to figure out how to say that because obviously we don't always get the answer that we're looking for, but when we maintain our focus, I believe answers are revealed to us, even if the answer is not yet, or that is still a mystery at this time, or that will be revealed later. I think that there is some kind of satisfactory receipt back from God that we get. Um, And so I think that that's the way we know when the persevering time is up is when we receive the signal from the Holy Spirit. There are things that I have prayed on for years and then either seen come to fruition or I thought that time was over and then the prayer has been placed on my heart again. And I do believe in the power of prayer. I, I believe that it is something that we cannot quite comprehend. I mean, there are many mysteries in this universe, but I think prayer is connected to a holistic spiritual health of 
our entire world. And I think when we pray into anything for our community, that's why you'll hear me so often turning personal prayers into communal prayers, because I believe that, um, that the Buddhists have it right, that we are not alone in our suffering. If I am suffering and I am because we are all suffering, (laughs) then there is someone else in this world that is sharing that suffering. If, if I am in pain over a broken relationship, you can bet your bottom that there is somebody else in this world who is in pain over a broken relationship. So when I pray into that woundedness for healing, not just for myself, but for all who share that wound. I believe that it channels and, you know, I'm sorry if this is too woo woo for you, but I believe that it channels positive spiritual energy. The way I tried to describe it to my son was like, it's like opening the door and inviting God in because there's so, I mean, God is omnipotent, but God also gave us free will. So God, oftentimes I honestly believe God is waiting, willing to work on our behalf for us to open the door. And I know that that's kind of a simplistic answer, but I believe that there is truth in that. I find personal truth in that. And I do believe that we are all interconnected. We are interconnected in our spirit, soul, and body, heart, mind, and will. And when those things are integrated and synergized and working together, there is health in our holistic being. And then I believe that each of our individual beings is connected in a holistic way to other beings, right? We're connected in our family groups. We're connected in our work groups. We're connected in the communities we live in, the churches we go to, you know, all of this is interconnected and and so I believe that intercessory prayer is particularly powerful and I you know I have a lot of really wonderful really humble friends who say that they find it hard to pray for themselves and I think the answer is we're not just praying for ourselves we're praying for the greater community as a whole and I think that even when those prayers seem repetitive, when we're praying for the same thing over and over again. I know, I know like Mark Batterson would probably agree with me with his circle making, but um, we are creating space for God's power to work. We're creating and preparing a spiritual space. We're opening the door. We're inviting God and we're preparing a space for him to come and work. And even more than that, we are offering ourselves in collaborative work to work in cooperation with God because a lot of the receipt of God's power and spiritual work is not passive it's active we enter into cooperative work with God we become in that collaboration part of the answer to our own prayers I guess that's that's, a, that's enough uh, starting off the conversation here this morning. Thank you for for bearing with me. I I am a verbal processor. You probably know that about me by now. And these 
virtual conversations that we have together through the podcast. I hope that they're helpful to some of you. They're intensely helpful to me, um, both because I will do things for others that I won't always do for myself. This is why I love having like a gym partner because I won't stand up my buddy at the gym, but I'll stand up myself going to the gym all the time. (laughs) And I'm a little ashamed to admit that it's a bit that way with this space for prayer, knowing that there's at least on average like 15 to 17 of you that are listening to these things. I guess probably more. I don't go back and look often. But anyway, there's at least some of you folks out there listening to this and I get some feedback that it's helpful. So I show up for you and I have these conversations and I create this spiritual space and it is something that gives back to me intensely but it is y'all on the other end of the line that motivate me to show up in the first place. So thank you for that. With all of that being said, let's go ahead and open our time in prayer. We're going to do as I've been doing lately, and please let me know if it's getting too confusing for you. We're going to kind of use both the supplemental materials of Enriching Our Worship One and also the Book of Common Prayer. I usually use an opening verse from Enriching Our Worship One, and then the Confession of Sin from the Book of Common Prayer, because I like the communal feeling of the Confession of Sin as in the opening to that prayer as it's written in the Book of Common Prayer. So... If anyone is in Christ, there is a new creation. Everything old has passed away. See, everything has become new. Dearly beloved, we have come together in the presence of Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, to set forth God's praise, to hear God's holy word, and to ask for ourselves and on behalf of others, those things that are necessary for our life and our salvation. And so that we may prepare ourselves in heart and mind to worship God, let us kneel in silence and with penitent and obedient hearts confess our sins, that we may obtain forgiveness by God's infinite goodness and mercy. Most merciful God, We confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on us. Forgive us all our sins through our Lord Jesus Christ. Strengthen us in all goodness. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep us in eternal life. Amen. O God, let our mouth proclaim your praise and your glory all the day long. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, 
and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Alleluia. Christ is risen. O come, let us worship. Alleluia. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving and raise to the Lord a shout with psalms. For you are a great God. You are great above all gods. In your hand are the caverns of the earth, and the heights of the hills are yours also. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us bow down and bend the knee and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For you are our God, and we are the people of your pasture and the sheep of your hand. Oh, that today we would hearken to your voice. Psalms 61 and 62. Hear my cry, O God. Listen to my prayer. From the end of the earth I call to you, when my heart is faint. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. For you are my refuge, a strong tower against the enemy. Let me abide in your tent forever. Find refuge under the shelter of your wings. For you, O God, have heard my vows. You have given me the heritage of those who fear your name. Prolong the life of the king. May his years endure to all generations. May he be enthroned forever before God. Appoint steadfast love and faithfulness to watch over him. So I will always sing praises to your name as I pay my vows day after day. For God alone my soul waits in silence. From him comes my salvation. He alone is my rock and my salvation, my fortress. I shall never be shaken. How long will you assail a person? Will you batter your victim, all of you, as you would a leaning wall, a tottering fence? Their only plan is to bring down a person of prominence. They take pleasure in falsehood. They bless with their mouths, but inwardly they curse. For God alone my soul waits in silence. For my hope is from him. He alone is my rock and my salvation. My fortress, I shall not be shaken. On God rests my deliverance and my honor. My mighty rock, my refuge is in God. Trust in him at all times, O people. Pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. Those of low estate are but a breath. Those of high estate are a delusion. In the balances they go up. They are together lighter than a breath. Put no confidence in extortion and set no vain hopes on robbery. If riches increase, do not set your heart on them. Once God has spoken, twice have I heard this, that power belongs to God and steadfast love belongs to you, O Lord, for you repay to all according to their work. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from the Wisdom of Solomon. Wisdom protected the first formed father of the world when he alone had been created. She delivered him from his transgression and gave him strength to rule all things. But when an unrighteous man departed from her in his anger, 
He perished because in rage he killed his brother. When the earth was flooded because of him, wisdom again saved it, steering the righteous man by a paltry piece of wood. When a righteous man was sold, wisdom did not desert him, but delivered him from sin. She descended with him into the dungeon, and when he was in prison, she did not leave him, until she brought him the scepter of a kingdom and authority over his masters. Those who accused him she showed to be false, and she gave him everlasting honor. A holy people in a blameless race, wisdom delivered from a nation of oppressors. She entered the soul of a servant of the Lord and withstood dread kings with wonders and signs. She gave to holy people the reward of their labors. She guided them along a marvelous way and became a shelter to them by day and a starry flame through the night. She brought them over the Red Sea and led them through deep waters, but she drowned their enemies and cast them up from the depth of the sea. Therefore the righteous plundered the ungodly. They sang hymns, O Lord, to your holy name, and praised with one accord your defending hand. For wisdom opened the mouths of those who were mute, and made the tongues of infants speak clearly. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity. One God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Canticle B, found on page 30 of Enriching Our Worship 1, a song of pilgrimage. Before I ventured forth, even while I was very young, I sought wisdom openly in my prayer. In the forecourts of the temple I asked for her, and I will seek her to the end. From first blossom to early fruit, she has been the delight of my heart. My foot has kept firmly to the true path. Diligently from my youth have I pursued her. I inclined my ear a little and received her. I found for myself much wisdom and became adept in her. To the one who gives me wisdom will I give glory, for I have resolved to live according to her way. From the beginning I gained courage from her, therefore I will not be forsaken. In my inmost being I have been stirred to seek her, therefore have I gained a good possession. As my reward, the Almighty has given me the gift of language, and with it will I offer praise to God. A reading from Romans, chapter 12, verses 1 through 21. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds, so that you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. For by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think of yourself more highly than you ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. For as in one body we have many members, and not all the members have the same function, so we, who are many, are one body in Christ, and individually we are members of one another. We have gifts that differ according to the grace given to us. 
prophecy in proportion to faith, ministry in ministering, the teacher in teaching, the exhorter in exhortation, the giver in generosity, the leader in diligence, the compassionate in cheerfulness. Let love be genuine. Hate what is evil. Hold fast to what is good. Love one another with mutual affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Do not lag in zeal. Be ardent in spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in suffering. Persevere in prayer. Contribute to the needs of the saints. Extend hospitality to strangers. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Do not claim to be wiser than you are. Do not repay anyone evil for evil, but take thought for what is noble in the sight of all. If it is possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave room for the wrath of God. For it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. No, if your enemies are hungry, feed them. If they are thirsty, give them something to drink. For by doing this, you will heap burning coals on their heads. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Canticle M, found on page 37 of Enriching Our Worship, Volume 1, A Song of Faith. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. By divine mercy we have a new birth into a living hope. Through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, we have an inheritance that is imperishable in heaven. The ransom that was paid to free us was not paid in silver or gold, but in the precious blood of Christ, the Lamb without spot or stain. God raised Jesus from the dead and gave him glory, so that we might have faith and hope in God. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Gospel of our Lord according to Luke. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Luke chapter 8, verses 1 through 15. Soon afterwards he went on through cities and villages, proclaiming and bringing the good news of the kingdom of God. The twelve were with him, as well as some women who had been cured of evil spirits and infirmities. Mary, called Magdalene, from whom seven demons had gone out, and Joanna, the wife of Herod's steward Chusa and Susanna, and many others who provided for them out of their resources. When a great crowd gathered and people from town after town came to him, he said in a parable, A sower went out to sow his seed. And as he sowed, some fell on the path and was trampled on, and the birds of the air ate it up. Some fell on the rock, and as it grew up, it withered for lack of moisture. Some fell among thorns, and the thorns grew with it and choked it. Some fell into good soil, and when it grew, it produced a hundredfold. As he said this, he called out, 
Let anyone with ears to hear listen. Then his disciples asked him what this parable meant. He said, To you it has been given to know the secrets of the kingdom of God, but to others I speak in parables, so that looking they may not perceive, and listening they may not understand. Now the parable is this, The seed is the word of God, the ones on the path are those who have heard. Then the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts, so that they may not believe and be saved. The ones on the rock are those who, when they hear the word, receive it with joy. But these have no root. They believe only for a while, and in a time of testing fall away. As for what fell among the thorns, these are the ones who hear. But as they go on their way, they are choked by the cares and riches and pleasures of life, and their fruit does not mature. But as for that in the good soil, these are the ones who, when they hear the word, hold it fast in an honest and good heart and bear fruit with patient endurance. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Let's affirm our faith together with the Apostles' Creed, found on page 96 of the Book of Common Prayer. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Our Father, our only true Father in heaven. Hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. Today we're going to say together the prayers found beginning on page 30 of Enriching Our Worship, Volume 2. These are prayers for the world and the church, particularly for God's healing grace. Let us name before God those for whom we offer our prayers.
Let us offer our prayers for God's healing, saying, Hear and have mercy. So after each petition, your response is hear and have mercy. Holy God, source of health, source of health and salvation. Holy and mighty, wellspring of abundant life. Holy immortal one, protector of the faithful. Holy Trinity, the source of all wholeness. Blessed Jesus, your holy name is medicine for healing and a promise of eternal life. Jesus, descendant of David, you healed all who came to you in faith. Jesus, child of Mary, you embraced the world with your love. Jesus, divine physician, you sent your disciples to preach the gospel and heal in your name. Jesus, our true mother, you fed us the milk of your compassion. Jesus, son of God, you take away our sin and make us whole. Jesus, eternal Christ, your promised spirit renews our hearts and minds. Grant your grace to heal those who are sick, we pray to you, O God. Give courage and faith to all who are disabled through injury or illness, we pray to you, O God. Comfort, relieve, and heal all sick children. We pray to you, O God. Give courage to all who await surgery. We pray to you, O God. Support and encourage those who live with chronic illness. We pray to you, O God. Strengthen those who endure continual pain and give them hope. We pray to you, O God. Grant the refreshment of peaceful sleep to all who suffer. We pray to you, O God. Befriend all who are anxious, lonely, despondent, or afraid. We pray to you, O God. Restore those with mental illness to clarity of mind and hopefulness of heart. We pray to you, O God. Give rest to the weary and hold the dying in your loving arms. We pray to you, O God. Help us to prepare for death with confident expectation and hope of Easter joy. We pray to you, O God. Give your wisdom and compassion to healthcare workers, that they may minister to the sick and dying with knowledge, skill, and kindness. We pray to you, O God. Uphold those who keep watch with the sick. We pray to you, 
O God. Guide those who search for the causes and cures of sickness and disease. We pray to you, O God. Jesus, Lamb of God, Jesus, bearer of our sins, Jesus, redeemer of the world, compassionate God, you so loved the world that you sent us Jesus to bear our infirmities and afflictions. Through acts of healing, he revealed you as the true source of health and salvation. For the sake of your Christ, who suffered and died for us, conquered death, and now reigns with you in glory, hear the cry of your people. Have mercy on us, make us whole, and bring us at last into the fullness of your eternal life. Amen. I have a few additional prayers to add. A collect for peace. O God, the author of peace and lover of concord, to know you as eternal life and to serve you as perfect freedom. Defend us, your humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in your defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries. Through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And I would like to use for the prayer for mission today, the prayer attributed to St. Francis. It is number 62, found on page 833 of the Book of Common Prayer. Lord, make us instruments of your peace. Where there is hatred, let us sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is discord, union. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. Where there is sadness, joy. Grant that we may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive, it is in pardoning that we are pardoned, and it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Amen. All right, folks, so it's interesting that before reading our readings for today, I went on a little bit of a ramble, I'll use that word kindly for myself, about persevering in prayer and prayer itself because several of our readings today talk about persevering prayer. So I would like to say a few things about it. I'd like to focus in on those verses today. So, um, let's see, let's start as we usually do with our psalm. So, our psalmist speaks to persevering in prayer, verse 8 of Psalm 61. So I will always sing praises to your name as I pay my vows day after day. 
and 62 speaks as the psalmists often do about power belonging to God and steadfast love belonging to God. Steadfastness, of course, is the ultimate perseverance, right? And God is the ultimate perseverer, as it were. Wisdom talks about wisdom's persevering presence, right? And give several examples of where wisdom, when called upon or reached out to, stepped in and assisted. Verse 17 speaks about wisdom gave to holy people the reward of their labors. And in our final verse, wisdom opened the mouths of those who were mute and made the tongues of infants speak clearly. So the fruition of wisdom, which I know is veering off a little bit from perseverance, but I felt like that was that was important in our conversation about prayer and particularly persevering prayer because the ways in which we communicate are different, right? And it's, it's that way with prayer as well. Just as the way that we express love is different, the way that we communicate prayer is different. So I am primarily a person of words. So I have a lot of words in my prayers. I do find visualization helpful as well. That's probably from my Quaker upbringing where I... As a child, I was rather literal. I think most of us are. And so I took literally the Quaker phrasing of praying, which is to hold someone in the light. When you pray for someone, you hold them in the light, capital L. And so I would close my eyes and I would visualize the person or the event literally wreathed in light. And that was a form of prayer for me. It still is. And so persevering in prayer doesn't necessarily mean, at least in my humble opinion, saying a specific prayer a specific number of times, but it means to keep your focus in prayer on the thing or person that you're praying for. So for example, I'm praying for a dear friend, an infant, um, who is, who is ill, who is, just received a, a grave diagnosis, I trust in faith that, that God is going to do miraculous work. Um, and I am persevering in prayer um, for this person. And as I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, my son had some questions about that. Like, what good is this doing praying this prayer over and over again? And as I kind of alluded to, I really do believe that persevering prayer helps us focus our minds and our energies on a particular thing in person. And when we continue to pray for that thing or person, we keep our focus and maintain our efforts to see it through to fruition. So like we've talked about before, where your focus is, where your metaphorical eyes are, there you will follow. There your holistic being is going to move towards. So when we're focused in prayer on something or someone, 
we're directing both spiritual energy and also all of our strength, right? So our thoughts, our purpose, like we are going to then recognize that which is in the world around us that is can contribute more easily. So for example, I, you know, my mind's on persevering prayer. Well, gosh, I see persevering prayer in like three of our readings. And then when I read a game more carefully, I can see it in the other two as well. My eyes are open to it. So prayer helps like open us to receive the message of the Holy Spirit with regards to the subject of our prayer. And then when we, as I said earlier, kind of take it to the next level, we enter into cooperation in becoming with God in partnership, the answer to our prayer. And so, yes, I believe that intercessory and communal prayer is absolutely a thing. I, I believe that when I pray for my young friend who's been diagnosed with neuroblastoma, that the energy that, and I know this sounds woo-woo and I don't even care, the spiritual energy of that prayer is going towards a multitude of answers, answers, so to speak, to that prayer, to the doctors and nurses who are caring for her, to her family who is loving her and and trying to figure out how best to support her, um, to me, trying to support her and them, right? Like that is all part of it. It is my, my interwoven contribution. It is all of the others that touch this instance. It's people I don't even know about who are searching for a cure to this cancer, right? Or whatever it is, not necessarily cancer, um, especially not in this case. But I hope that that kind of gets the point across <laughs> and that I didn't digress too much. Perseverance comes up as well in our New Testament reading. Um, and I think also that I want to talk here about gifts. This isn't a limited list of gifting. This is an example of gifting. And perseverance comes up here in the exhorter and exhortation and the leader in diligence. And it even says in verse 12, rejoice in hope, be patient in suffering, persevere in prayer. That is not to say that there aren't moments when prayer produces an immediate and earth shaking result. But I personally have found that many of my prayers are prayers of perseverance and I see the fruit either in a time that according to my human timeline <laughs> is much later, although, you know, God's time is not linear. Um, and that the very act of persevering, of focusing our intentions, of coming into cooperation with God for this subject, for this purpose of prayer, bears in itself its own fruit far above and beyond the prayer itself um, or the original subject of the prayer. It invites God to transform us. It is us entering into cooperation with God to be transformed and to be a transforming force in this world.
And I want to say here for a minute too that that angry prayers have a place. That when we bring, and what I was reminded of for this is verses 17 through 19. Do not repay anyone evil for evil, but take thought for what is noble in the sight of all. If it is possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave room for the wrath of God. For it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. No, if your enemies are hungry, feed them. If they are thirsty, give them something to drink. For by doing this, you will heap burning coals on their heads. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. When we pray angry prayers, we invite God to transform our hearts. We give that up to God. And sorry, I'm just trying to think about how to say this. It's okay. Like God is a safe place to come and say, and the psalmists do it all the time. I'm really angry about this. This is really unfair. Like smite those evildoers. And in the moment, we're completely forgetting that like a minute ago or in a minute to come, we're the evildoers that somebody else says needs smiting, right? But that's okay. God is a safe place to bring that and lift it up and purge it and cleanse it and let it be transformed so that we can direct those energies into something else, right? The way that I sleep at night is I pray before I go to bed and I lift that up. And God is and should always be the first one that we run to with those things. Um, and, and so, you know, all the prayer has a place. Like, I'm able to generally, not always, right, because I'm human and imperfect, but keep calm and focus on the things that matter because I come to God and trusted friends and allow them to help me process and cleanse myself of that frustration and ugliness. You know, it's just human. Suppressing it only makes it fester. And then leave it to God. I mean, accept our part in the cooperative work of justice, but vengeance and punishment, they're not ours to dole out. Ours is the work of restoration and healing. And that's where our energy and focus should be. And I'm telling myself this just as much as I'm telling you. All right, our, um, our gospel reading. So let's pause for a minute here and, and say we're not going to draw the focus there. But let's, let's just put a pin in the beginning of chapter 8. Where there's a brief mention of women coming along through Jesus, women who had been cured and healed. There's a lot of healing to do in our culture for all minorities, women and people of color and anybody that our culture, and you know, I'm an American, so I know my American culture, but the culture everywhere is different, that our culture sees as the other and has then dehumanized and abused and bullied. Um, there's a lot of work to be done there. So I don't want to just bypass this, but I do want to keep the focus on persevering prayer. So in the parable of the sower, it's those, it, it's those who persevere. It says us right there. 
for verse 15. But as for that in the good soil, these are the ones who, when they hear the word, hold it fast in an honest and good heart and bear fruit with patient endurance. So let's close this up. I think I've said the same thing like 16 times here. So hopefully some of that was clear, but let's close this up with a prayer for perseverance for us all. Lord, let us persevere in prayer that we may create space and invite you into relationship with us, tilling the good soil, keeping it fertile, holding fast in an honest and good heart and bearing fruit, entering into cooperation for transformation with patient endurance. Lord, when we feel depleted from pouring out in prayer and energy for your good work in this world, fill us up that we may continue with patient endurance. Lord, put on our hearts those things which most need our prayers those people which we must most hold in the light and let us endure with patience in prayer. Let us be the active recipients of your power and transformation in this world, God. Let us truly live out the prayer of St. Francis. In the holy name and by the power and blood of your Son, Jesus Christ, May we, your children, enter into your transformative and universal work in this world, bearing fruit through this world and into the next, both and both. Amen. Closing on page 102 of the Book of Common Prayer. Almighty God, you have given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplication to you. And you have promised through your well-beloved son that when two or three are gathered together in his name, you will be in the midst of them. Fulfill now, O Lord, our desires and petitions as may be best for us, granting us in this world knowledge of your truth and in the age to come life everlasting. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Alleluia, alleluia. Glory to God whose power working in and through us can do infinitely more than we can ask or imagine. Glory to God from generation to generation in the church and in Christ Jesus forever and ever. Amen. We live without fear, for our Creator has made us holy, has always protected us, and loves us as a good mother loves her children. We go now in peace to follow the good road, and may God's blessing be with us always. Amen.